The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Well, look at this. Uh, new rules on cannabis take effect October 17th. It seems like we talk about it every day, and rightfully so. As some are saying it could be a, another treatment tool, though, for veterinarians. Uh, Dr. Ian Sandler is a graduate of the University of Guelph's Veterinary College and the CEO of Grey Wolf Animal Health. It's a Toronto-based company that researched and creates animal health marijuana products. He joins us on the phone now. Hi, Dr. Sandler. Thanks for taking the time. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Okay, now first off, tell us a little bit, before we get started, tell us a little bit more about uh, Grey Wolf Animal Health. Well, I'm a veterinarian by practice and by training, and so one of the interesting things for me over the years is seeing uh, many products not come into Canada and uh, looking at, you know, the pets that we treat, you know, primarily dogs and cats in my world, in the companion animal world, Many of these products would be in, you know, the United States or in Europe, and they would just never come into Canada. And there's a whole bunch of different reasons for that. But really, my uh, my motivation to start this company two and a half years ago is really look at the pet parents and sort of say, hey, what what products aren't in the marketplace yet, and how can we really help bridge um, this area that or need, if you will, for for you know veterinary labeled specific pharmaceuticals and, and nutraceuticals, which are supplements, to come into Canada, uh, specifically for veterinarians to be able to really have another, um, you know, option to treat various uh, various illnesses or various diseases or or, or other, um, you know, ailments that, 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 that come across, um, you know, our, our day-to-day practice life. So we're very, very excited to have um, sort of multiple pharmaceutical products uh, entering the market over the next uh, two to three years. The cannabis front for us is, is exciting for, for several reasons. First of all, um, this is purely a medical uh, play, if you will, uh, in our eyes, and we have partnered with CanTrust, which um, we really feel is, a, is an excellent partner from a quality perspective to really help us create specific products for the marketplace. And we're looking uh, at this area in terms of both research and development to identify, um, you know, areas of need. And so when we look at our, um, you know, sort of human counterparts, if you will, where is some of the traction coming from and, and the need for these products on the human side? Well, it's really for areas of pain, um, you know, inflammation, certainly the recent Tilray study around uh, seizures in children. And so we're seeing multiple areas on the veterinary side that hopefully uh, through research and other development will indicate that, that there's a specific need uh, for these products and, 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 and a place for these products to fit um, within uh, Canadian veterinarians, um, you know, toolboxes. So am I crazy here or when we started talking about legalization of marijuana in the first place, uh, one of the concerns was animals and small children getting into cannabis. And, or edibles, or edibles, edibles or, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I was left with the impression that, generally speaking, uh, cannabis products were deadly to cats and dogs. So, can you just sort of sort that out for me? 
It's a great question. And so when I sort of use the term cannabis, and really the term marijuana or pot has, has been defunct, and, and if you look at where Health Canada is describing these products, really cannabis is the term that encapsulates uh, you know, products that have either very high CBD or very high THC or a combination of both. And so when we think of CBD, we think of calming effects, we think of uh, effects in, in inflammation, Certainly the high CBD products are, are the, the, the treatment products that you're seeing around um, seizures and some of the response in especially pediatric cases. With that, the high THC, more so for pain, uh, more for in some cases if you can use the word sedation. And certainly that's the part that gets you quote unquote high. So that's the more psychoactive component. And so the issue for me um, as a veterinarian, and what scares me a lot with, with uh, the, the legalization pathway is that all of this legislation was written for people. So the warning labels on both medical products and now um, you know, recreational products as of the 17th of October have no labeling for animals. So um, I think the potential for pets to get into some very, very concentrated, especially THC-based products, is potentially dangerous. And so in states like Colorado, where we've seen you know, almost a tenfold increase in reported adverse reporting, um, we have certainly seen uh, more cases uh, occurring where pets have gotten into very, very concentrated products. I think what complicates it even more in areas where um, you know, the, the recreational side has, has increased or has, has been legal first, especially in places like Colorado and California, where, where legalization has been pretty on, on both sides, if you will, is a lot of people are, are sort of making brownies and products at home where they're using all sorts of you know, THC uh, oils or concentrates within cooked products or baked products. And so there's really been only two reported cases of death in dogs, and this is in, I believe, Colorado. But in, in both uh, instances, these were, um, a pair of dogs that got into pot brownies and so again the concern that i have is if if somebody's home cooking with things like um you know very concentrated chocolate products mm -hmm. maybe you know nuts especially macadamia nuts and, and certainly raisins you have you know several edible products right there that can be quite toxic to animals in and itself and so you throw in a very concentrated thc product and that just complicates the matter so um, you know, from my perspective, I think the big worry uh, as legalization uh, comes to fruition on the human side is, is will people start to either use these products inappropriately with the best intentions in terms of, of you know, potentially treating their pet or trying to treat their pet for, you know, anything from pain or arthritis, or um, are they just going to get complacent around where these products are sitting around their house? Mm. And, and, and that's a big issue too, because we've certainly seen dogs ingest uh, buds, so they've actually gone ahead and eaten, you know, plant in its dried form, which 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 is is very potent. And many people have said, you know, marijuana or in this case cannabis, as we're now calling it, of today is way more potent than you know, the product of 10 or 20 years ago. And we've actually seen, you know, in this city, I know over the summertime, uh, friends of ours had a had a dog that, that threw up and there were roaches, like the, the, the ends of the, the joints um, the, in the vomit. How much research, Dr. Sandler, has there been on 
dogs, cats, and cannabis and, and the benefits uh, to them. And and how long do you think it will be before we can, or I guess there's some stuff out there already, but um, products specifically made for, for our furry friends? That's a great question, and I'm happy to say there actually is a lot of research that's starting to emerge, especially currently from the United States, primarily Cornell University, um, we're also seeing a lot coming out of Colorado State. And what's exciting is that certainly on the high CBD products, low THC products, there seems to be potential benefit uh, in the same areas that we're seeing this on, on the human side. So certainly um, there's been a study on, on seizure activity, on pain. There's more studies coming out on uh, both arthritis um, as well as anxiety. And so uh, we are certainly seeing a wave and movement towards more data being presented. I think the challenge in the U.S. is the DEA. And so one of the things that we're starting to see, especially on the human side in the U.S., is that with the opiate crisis, the issue with opiates, as we can see, is that if you overdose on these products, your whole cardiovascular system has the potential of, of collapsing. So we don't think about breathing. We don't have to actively think about our heart beating. And the problem is all of those systems are, are controlled by what we call the, the automatic nervous system. And, and in the case of an opiate overdose, um, those systems essentially shut down. And, and, and that's why it, it, it's so sort of dangerous. We don't see those kind of um, issues on the uh, cannabis side, both with people, and we don't think it happens to that extent, certainly um, not in, in small animals as far as we can see. But as I said, um, there's limited data on this. We know that dogs and cats and all mammals have similar uh, cannabinoid type receptors in the brain and other parts of the body as do people. So again, I, I think there's some caution as we move forward this process. And, you know, the thing that concerns me the most is from a governmental perspective, as veterinarians, we are used to using what we call on-labeled veterinary drugs. So these are Health Canada approved in or drug identification number type products, similar to what you would get from your pharmacy. They could be anti-inflammatories, they can be antibiotics, they can be heart drugs. So we have a whole group of these products that are available to us. But in many cases, if there's a specific medication that we need that's not labeled for veterinary use, oftentimes we can use what's known as off-label human product. And so we're very used to using uh, compounds that, that may not be directly related or labeled for veterinary use. And so what's interesting to me as a practitioner is that veterinarians across this, uh, this country can prescribe opiates for various ailments. So oftentimes we will use human opiate products for pain, for anesthetics or anesthesia, and we're very used to using these products. Yet um, Health Canada has really essentially banned us for using uh, or recommending or treating with cannabis-based products at this point. Uh, now it is changing a little bit as of the 17th of October, um, and essentially there's three classifications of where uh, cannabis-based products will, will be placed uh, from a Canadian perspective. And again, two of them really refer to human use. One is the ACMPR, which is the current medical access route, which does require uh, a medical certificate from a healthcare practitioner to obtain these products legally. And the next, uh, which obviously is exciting to many people, is the, the if you will, over-the-counter or the recreational access to, to THC products and CBD products, primarily in oil and bud initially, and then in a year in, in edible products. And the third is through 
what we call ADIN-based uh, applications. So these are prescription drugs as, as we know them to be through your pharmacy. And so Sativex is the main one that's licensed in Canada right now. It's a combination of both CBD and THC, but it's in a peppermint spray form, so it's really not optimal for use in, in veterinary medicine. So if a uh, prescription product did become available, which would be specifically vet labeled for a specific indication at a specific dose for a specific animal, we could now, as of the 17th of October, have the ability to prescribe that because as of the 17th, uh, cannabinoid drugs, as we know them, are moving off the control drug list. So I do think within a certain period of time, you will see legal veterinary products coming into the marketplace um, that will really uh, allow an opportunity for veterinarians to have, again, another tool in our tool chest, another mechanism mm-hmm. you know, to help pets, especially when we're seeing them uh, in, in discomfort. You know, it's just so interesting to see the different aspects, the ripple effect of legalization Mm -hmm. of marijuana, Mm -hmm. where you never thought, you know... It was going to be. Right, whether it's veterinary uh, Mm -hmm. care, it's landlords, it's how municipalities are going... You know, I think we'll be sorting all of this out for uh, probably months and years to come. Uh, Dr. Sander, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us this afternoon. It was uh, interesting stuff. It's a pleasure to be here anytime. I look forward to talking to you again down the road, Dr. Sandler. Yeah. Apparently, the um, he's from uh, Ontario. The College of Veterinarians uh, in, uh, of Ontario has been a little bit uh, hesitant to embrace it uh, so mm. far. But again, more research. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And wow. It's fascinating stuff. Well, it really is because we, wait a minute, we started with humans. We didn't take care of the dogs yet. Well, and, and, and you know, you talk about, you know, the, the proper amounts and the pro- yeah. and, and that's the, the, the big thing. I think when we hear about some of the deaths that have happened with animals, that it's been, you know, a dog gobbles down, uh, you know, 10 packs of... You know, chocolate yeah. edibles or something like that, whatever it is. But if it's in a, if it's the research is done and you you have the proper amount and the proper, whatever administration. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be something else. You know, we were talking a moment ago about the uh, use, uh, possible use of. Uh, Cannabis uh, for animals, uh, our veterinary uh, from Ontario telling us about that. And I said it was funny, the ripple effect, but story this morning about uh, Boardwalk. Uh, it's the rental giant. They own mm-hmm. 22,000 rental units in Alberta with more than 13,000 units right here in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody's sort of been left to work it out, this uh, legalization of marijuana, whether it be a municipality or a landlord. So Boardwalk has worked it out. Uh, they're saying you cannot uh, grow or use cannabis in any of their properties. Uh, saying, quote, because it's legal, it doesn't mean that it's not, or, or just because it's legal, it just means that it's not illegal to possess or use. Uh, it doesn't mean that everyone has a right to use it, however and wherever they want. Um, and they're suggesting that cultivation usually requires a fair bit of uh, hydration. Mm-hmm. It can end up causing mold. That's a safety risk in their buildings. It's not their buildings were not designed to handle these larger plants. The smell of cannabis could impede the reasonable enjoyment of those who don't want to smoke it, which you know, of course, we've heard from a number of our listeners. So they've banned it. And, there'll be there'll be no no consumption yeah. allowed in boardwalk properties. They, it's it's even they even said edibles as well. Yeah. That's right. Which I'm not sure how they'll... 
Well, I guess the idea behind banning edibles is that, listen, don't get ready to text, because you know I know nothing about this, but I assume you make edibles from... Mm-hmm. The plant, so mm-hmm. they're getting rid of edibles because you'd have to grow a plant to make the edibles. Well, you don't have right? to grow a plant. I you guess buy you could plant. buy it, yeah. <laughs> but for whatever reason, yeah. anyways, they've they've banned any use or or, or whatever in their. Is their right to do that? A number of people texting us says, you know what, guys, chocolate is is um, is toxic or and, and deadly mm-hmm. to dogs. Like, yeah, we know that, and we've yeah. said that we we had that in the conversation yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vet. Um, touched on that saying specifically when it came to a couple of the animals possibly dying from eating too much that it could have been the chocolate could have been the nuts could have been the raisins could have been you know all of it that's exactly what he said but Mm -hmm. no you're right chocolate is toxic to dogs and we stated Hmm. that it's bizarre. I'm what, not sure where the confusion yeah, is I know. on that one. What seems like a clear victory for those who wanted the legalization of marijuana, it seems like it's a it's it's no longer a clear victory. It's sort of well, confusing. not a boardwalk, not a boardwalk, not in boardwalk, not in a public place in Edmonton. Not, well, ten meters. You know, I know, man. You're allowed to do it somewhere. That's ten, all ten I know. meters out. Yeah, ten meters out on your own property. <laughs> The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.